Good morning, everyone. My name is Bob Turner. We're back with the podcast. And we called this Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. We stumbled onto another extraordinary person this week. His name's Stan Schofield. He lives in Gorham, Maine. He owns and operates Schofield Sports Performance down here in Saco, Maine. And Stan's, uh, he's a father. He's married to his wife, Jenny. And uh, he's got two boys, Kyle yep. and Casey. And uh, he's a mentor. He's coached. He coached baseball. He coached football. He's, he's a half Ironman finisher. Let's not forget that. Used to do some MMA, MMA fighting. Undefeated. Retired undefeated. Undefeated want MMA. want right there. One fight. And while we're on <laughs> talking about athletic accomplishments, we might as well just say that Stan was also the 1988 and 1989 Maine State Diving Champion. Yes, and if you go on my Facebook page, I just did a recent dive to, to show like where I am in that in my career today. You can go find that at Stan Schofield on Facebook if you'd like. Right. He had hair in the, in the, in the, the, uh, the back in the high school days, so uh, you might not recognize him. But Stan loves to hunt and fish, uh, loves to kill shit. Avid outdoorsman, and it's free food, right? <laughs> and it's the healthiest food you can get, right? right? Have you ever seen the amino profile like that comes out of a deer? Healthy fat, high protein, leaner than turkey. I mean, what else can you ask for? Right. And you get to spend time in the woods where it's quiet. And I've also seen you on social media doing man in training with the boys. Yes, we do. You know, that's part of your responsibility as an adult is, you know, man in training. you got to teach them a lot of the stuff that's going to be required them to be a man throughout the day, whether it's learning to build fires, um, hunt, fish, or just generally teaching life lessons in very dynamic ways. <laughs> now, Kyle's a senior. Yep. Casey's a freshman. Kyle's a senior. Casey's a freshman. And, you know, they, I avidly get them down here. And, you know, I have a saying around my household, right, as you talk about, like, man and training, you know, you're either going to grow up real smart or real strong. <laughs> and if you've seen my son Kyle, he's a little bit bigger than I am. He, if on our Schofield performance page, he just deadlifted 425 pounds plus 30 pounds of chain. So, so he's real strong. So he's real strong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I've known you for, it's got to be 12, 15 years now. Right. Um, since we started, we used to come down in, in this room and do what we called the speed lab and, and ride some bikes and, and train and, and, uh, and then after that, you, uh, during that, you were, you know, when this facility was, was OA and you were, you handled this facility, they went in a different direction. You went out of here for a couple of years and then oddly enough, leased this space back as oh. Schofield Sports Performance. And now Stan is, is in here. He's got a killer facility. You're running the show. It's your own business. You're calling the shots. How's that right. feel? Wow. Very rewarding, yeah. right? It, it, very rewarding to, to, to be back for a number of different reasons, you know, but it's good to be back, you know, doing your own thing and just doing it, having it, you know, just it's a change, uh, which, it, which is great. There's parts of it that are a little bit scarier um, along the way and you're still learning, learning and adjusting along the way. But, you know, being back in here to me, it's like home. It's like, you know, kind of a place I, um, I help create. You yeah. know, and being yeah. part of it, it's for me, it's kind of the perfect facility. Everything I like to do is in here and how we how we function and, and how we train is this place to me is kind of the ideal setup. And I was lucky enough at the ground level to be able to kind of be part of the original design. Because this place, if you look at this building, it's 140,000 square feet. It's right? killer, yeah. There's a number of businesses in here. And literally when I walked in here, 
it was, it was the classic like pigeon coop, water dripping out of the ceilings, but you could see the concept and what it was gonna look like. And ultimately now it's transformed into this building with several different types of businesses, you know, centered around, you know, the, our particular area is centered around sports medicine and sports performance. So it's, it's evolved a long way from just a pigeon coop into what it is now. And, you know, it's been here, you know, this place has been here for almost 13 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Let's back up a bit, and I, I want to come back to this, but back up a bit to, you know, after high school. So if someone's looking at, uh, I always like to give people an example of how, if they were looking at, you know, whoever I'm interviewing, you know, geez, I'd kind of like to do that for a living. How did you get where you are today? And, and I know that you, you went to UMaine. Uh, I also know that you were in the Coast Guard. Navy. Navy, sorry. Navy. Um, uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> diving. And... Uh, you know, I, I know that you're an, you're an ATC, an athletic trainer. Your, your other designation is certified strength and conditioning specialist. Those are no joke things. Right. Uh, big arrows in your quiver, so to speak, in this business. So, um, you know, how did you know you wanted to do that? Uh, Where did you start and, and kind of, you know, how did it end up here? So, uh, wow, I could start that in a number of different areas. But I tell this story, like in all my presentations, when people ask me, you know, how did, how did you get started with this? And I start with this story. A friend of mine told me this a long time ago. It's always resonated with me. And it goes like this. If you want to feel good for a day, go fishing. Want to feel good for a week? Go on vacation. I just got back vacation, right? <laughs> browned right up. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to feel good for a lifetime, help people. And for me, that's, that for me is what drives me, right? Yep. Like that's, that's what provides me like, you know, being able to have an impact on people, whether it's through coaching, whether it's through medicine, whether it's through a number of different avenues, like that's, that's that your story why. is that's my why, why yep. right? And it really kind of explains it. And if you look back at my track record, like I went to Scarborough High School, like you said, I'm two-time state diving champion. But the ironic thing is Scarborough back then didn't have a swim team, right? Wait, I was the swim team. And so I had to go independently in a long process, but you know, I was able to kind of compete exhibition wise and then go compete in a state meet. And I won two state championships with not even a program behind me. Wow. And then went on and walked and then went on and competed at a division one level in diving at the University of Maine. And while I was there, you know, I, I, I kind of got burnt down on the diving thing. I wasn't real sure about what I wanted to do for a career, mm -hmm. you know, and that happens all the time. Um, but I'd always had this pull about like wanting to be in the military and, and see things. So after my sophomore year, I left, uh, went in the military. And just before I, I uh, went in the military, I, I did get hurt. And I got introduced to this thing called athletic training. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, but I'm going over here. So I, I was a search and rescue swimmer in the, in the Navy. Um, and when I was getting out, I was like, you know what, I'm going to kind of, I think I'm going to pursue this athletic training thing. So. I went to the University of Southern Maine, which at that time didn't have a, an athletic training program. You had to do what it was self-designed major. So, you know, you look at my history, I'm really good at kind of starting things from yeah. the ground up, <laughs> right. right? You know, entrepreneurship is, yeah. is my thing. So, you know, I, I had to design my own major, you know, at the University no of kidding. Southern Maine wow. in, in athletic training. And I also got drawn to the, to the uh, strength and conditioning side of things. Um, uh, and once I started doing that, my goal was always, hey, I want to work for the Boston Red Sox. So graduated with a degree in, in uh, athletic training from USM. First job out of college, Boston Red Sox. No kidding. How'd you pull yeah. that off? 
just, I just had the right experience. Like I got to work for the legend, you know, Ed Flaherty, worked yeah. in the Cape Cod Baseball League, just tried to set myself up so that I did could have Did you play that. baseball as a, as a kid? I did play baseball, um, kind of, I was a baseball and tennis player, so I did tennis for a little bit in high school. Also, then, you know, my senior year played baseball. Okay. But just never really, diving was my thing. Yeah. Right? So I got into, uh, I got the jobs at Boston Red Sox, which was awesome, you know? And yeah. I tell people, you know, it was, a, it was a fantastic experience. You know, it really taught me more than anything all about time management. Right? right? You work yeah. 14, 16-hour days you know, seven days a week from February to September, like yeah. you got to be on your game because the, the easy part is like actually covering the games and working guys out. It's like all the stuff that you got to do and from booking the hotels to, you know, getting the guys to a gym to moving players if they got to move up or down, taking care of the laundry, taking care of a number of different things. Like that's the easy part of the day. Right. Like, and then there's things that pop up in the middle of that. So you have to have really good time management skills. Um, and then, you know, left, with, left them and went to work for Orthopedic Group, OA yep. Centers for Orthopedic. And at the time, it was Health South. Started working physical therapy there, mm -hmm. uh, which was great. Um, and then also worked at a high school and then gradually on the side I was doing sports performance training. I was like one of the first people to be doing it in the area. Right. And from there just I got him bought into this concept about, you know, we should open a performance center. And lo and behold, I got these docs to spend millions of dollars and we built this beautiful facility here, which the idea that back then it was it was a concept no one else was doing. It's like yeah. we want to have an integrated concept where Everything along the, the sports medicine continuum was covered from, hey, if you, we got, you got hurt, we got you covered. We got the best specialist in there that's going to take care of the care. If you need surgery, we'll take care of that. You need rehabilitation, we got you covered there. We've yeah. got specialists in every single area related to kind of sports. But what we didn't have was a way to prevent those injuries, a way for kids to kind of re, recondition or reassimilate <clears throat> back to the field if they had injuries. Right. And we also didn't have a way to kind of enhance that performance. And that's where this concept kind of came in of, of opening this facility that was the first of its kind and also the, still remains the largest of its kind within the state. And, you know, during my 10-year tenure, 10-year tenure, wow. <laughs> good. Um, doing that, we, we worked with, you know, thousands of athletes. And it's been uh, from everything from seven years old all the way to... Guys like you. Just working on my game down here. Right. Three days a week. Getting back to the, the kids. Uh, when I was a kid, you played, <clears throat> you know, I, I was a three-sport athlete. I wasn't a superstar, but, a, you know, in baseball, you played baseball season, you played baseball. Right. Fall, I played soccer. Guys, other guys played football at schools that had it, you know, and then... The, and then when that season was over, you started dribbling the basketball and got ready for basketball season. But now it seems that if you're not specializing from 10, 12 years old on, you're behind. What's your philosophy on that with regard to um, just the health of kids today overall, you know, pitchers and their arm? Or, uh, you know, are, are you from a school of thought where, hey, there's only, I think you said, 7% of kids actually kind of move on, uh, whether it's is play a it Division one sport. play a Division I sport. So are they better off to be a, a more well-rounded athlete and, and not even specialize until, you know, either high school or even beyond. 
Um, what are your thoughts around that? So you kind of nailed it, right? Like this is the, this is the problem that we have in this country that, you know, a lot of other countries don't subscribe to, right? In the in, you know, like you just said, during the fall, right? You play football and you do everything related to fo to football or soccer. You kick the ball with your right foot, your left foot. You know, dribble the ball off your head, like whatever yeah. it is. Then it moves on to basketball season. So you work on your dribbling, right hand, left hand, behind the back. Work on your foul shot. You might play summer ball, right? Like right. In, the, in the in the summer, I had summer basketball. You could play summer soccer, but it wasn't. It was a kind of about the time I was in high school, which is about the same time you were. That, you know, the guys were the travel soccer came about. Yeah. You know, and if you weren't playing travel soccer, like the guys that played travel soccer that were on my high school uh, high school soccer team were far and away better than me. Yeah. You know, so I know that it, it had an effect, but then they would drop, then they wouldn't play basketball. Well, we lost them off the baseball team because they were focusing on soccer. You know, well, you had that, that change too, as it relates to, you know, that whole book, um, I forget the name of it, but you know, the 10,000 hours rule. Yeah. And that Become an started to change everything. But the, the point, it's gonna make is, is like what people miss out on what they forget about was like what makes you a really good athlete is what we call your foundation yeah right like during basketball season you're not working on your baseball skills during the baseball season right. you're not working on your football skills right you're just working on the skill of your sport but what makes you a great athlete is strength yeah speed power agility mobility flexibility because you know what all that leads to ultimately is greater self-confidence right now if i go and grow that foundation part of that it makes the skill of my sport way easier nobody you taught know? us how to run right you know how to run you just run go run yeah you know but and you've coached. down here you're, you're teaching people how to run yeah and you coached right yeah like a lot of coaches tell you like hey i'll take a kid that's way more has a way bigger athletic foundation or way more athleticism over a kid that's played a sport for five years in a row. That happened with me. I, I was a basketball player, had never played soccer, and went down to the field after tryouts. And I, I remember my dad saying, do you want to play? I'm like, I kind of miss tryouts, you know? So we went down and saw the coach. He's like, you play basketball? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, good, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, wait a minute, <clears throat> let me just get this straight. If I act like I'm going for the ball and I happen to run that guy over, that's not a foul? They said, no. I said, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> They said, you're on defense. Right. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Yeah, I know, but, but it's, it's, it's like I said, so you, when you get back to like, hey, yeah, there's a whole specialization going on in sports. Hey, this day and age, yeah. man, it is hard to be a, a legit three-sport athlete because everybody wants you. And then you, you also add in like all the travel sports that are, that are going on. Like you're pulling for time here. So, yeah. you know, even your best athletes to, to play three sports, very difficult. It, two sports right now is kind of, I would say, is almost a sweet spot. And, yeah. you know, you always kind of go back to, like, I say this, you know, and, you know, being a dad and, and you with, with two boys that are both play sports, you're always like, oh, yeah, they've got to play sports. They've right. got to do this. And then you start doing it and you realize, like, man, that, that, that's hard. It's not only, it's, yeah. They want to play teams. And if you want to play it, them to play at, like, a higher level, like, yeah, you've got to do the travel thing right and it's uh, well and if you want to if you're looking to move on or go d1 or whatever you there are people that go to those travel events they're looking at kids uh you know they're scouting right you know so if you need to be noticed or want to be noticed or get seen or get ex exposure that's how, <clears throat> excuse me that's how you do it 
Yeah, and kind of, but getting back to what I was saying is like the easily overlooked part of that, which can get, is like, hey, you got to work on your athleticism first. Right. At the end of the day, right? Like, you can do skill, 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 but if you want to get to those better levels, like, you're gonna you're gonna need to work on your athleticism. I mean, again, you look at and you know, for those of you guys who kind of question that, like, look at just homegrown talent, right? Um, Ryan Flaherty, right? Yeah. Ryan Flaherty worked on his, his strength and conditioning. He'll tell you that as a kid. Mm. I know because I worked with him, yeah. you know, and then he worked on, he worked with a peer of mine, Eric Cressy, and whatnot. But you look at him like, Eric, in addition to being a great baseball player, he was also the quarterback of the football team right. and also played basketball, yeah. right? So well-rounded athlete. Good if athlete. you look at that, like Tom Brady, yeah. you know, great foundation. Not only was Tom a, a great football player, but he also uh, was a great baseball player, yep. which people don't, don't know, you know? So it's like, my point with all that is you gotta have that athletic foundation first. Great yeah. athletes have that. It's not just skill, 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 because, you know, not, and we know we've read all about the host of problems that it kind of comes with, beside, you know, with, when it comes to injuries and burnout and, and everything like that, it's, I remember reading a quote one day and it, it, the guy said, you know, related to like the parents that just push their kids just one sport and that's it. And they're like, you know, for every Tiger Woods out there, there's 10,000 other kids that hate their parents for pushing them that way. Yeah. Right. What, what would you say to a parent today that's and do you have to have those hard conversations with some parents from time to time where you're like, listen, little Johnny is he's going hard here, but he's he's probably not, you know, top tier or hey, listen you need to just back off a little bit and let the kid be a kid. Or, hey, he wants to play lacrosse this year. You know, you have parents that are really, like, you see them just full tilt on their kid, uh, really pushing hard. You do. You, you do have those. And in terms of having those conversations, I haven't had too many of those. You know, I've had a few. Like, when I actually coached, I had to do that, where parents are, like, right. pushing too hard and be like, hey, listen, you know, let me be a coach and let the kid be a kid, yeah. right? Like, allow him to make mistakes, allow him to go through that process and because that's how he's going to develop. Right. But you just kind of ramming it down his throat. Like it's not fun. do this. It all of a sudden it becomes not fun anymore. And like right. I just said, for every tiger woods, there's 10,000 kids out there that hate their parents. Yeah. Right. There's all kinds of those stories out there. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's also just trying to remind people like the reason why we play sports really is because we want to feel good about ourselves. Right. You know, like yeah. we want that feeling like and the other part of that is you're like you're trying to teach life lessons about like, hey, failure, adversity, like those are, are critical components of that we need in today's society to, to, to be able to allow like kids to thrive that like they don't necessarily get anywhere else. I know I, I, I always say I learned so much of what I learned about life. I learned on the athletic field or the court, right? Mm -hmm. You learn how to win. You learn how to lose. You deal with adversity, failure success, all of that stuff, uh, and you pull from that going forward in your life. And people that didn't play sports, I think, miss that to, to some degree, you know? So, well, let's, let's pull it forward a little bit. We've talked about 
high school and yep. and again Maine State Diving Championship. <laughs> so we've done that and, I and undefeated MMA athlete. I want right, you to exactly. Know that too. From what right. I understand, Jenny right. made you quit. Is yeah. what you know. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Um, but I did see the fight, and it is legit, and it's on yep. YouTube. It's right? on YouTube. You know, it's on YouTube. So um, might not be the most exciting fight you've ever seen in your whole life. Ground but, and know. pound, baby. Ground yeah. and pound. Yeah. <laughs> so so here we are. You know, a bunch of years later. Uh, how did so you were. You, you weren't in this facility when you started Schofield Sports, and then COVID hit. Right. So, I mean, I know that Foley, Foley was just getting started, and COVID hit, and he, I mean, he had to shut that facility down, and yeah. everybody's wearing masks. And, and you're in here sandwiched between uh, a uh, orthopedic practice. I wasn't even in here yet. Now you are, but, I yeah. mean, you know, over there, they're wearing masks over there. Yeah. There's a PT practice over there. They're wearing masks. Right. You're here in the middle doing your thing, right? Yeah. Um, but how did how did COVID, I mean, you started back at it, and all of a sudden COVID hit. You must have been like, oh, shit, what what are we going to do now? Right. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty crazy. I, when I started this business, I, I uh, had contacted a buddy of mine, um, Ben McCrillis, who owns Train Maine, and yep. started my business out of there. And, you know, and I was just getting going. I was just starting to gain momentum. You know, I had probably 15 athletes or so um and it was it was going great and then COVID hits right and it's and it was gonna it hit at the most inopportune time where all these athletes that i'd worked with for months and months and months were about to go hit the field and I, here it is like now i'm gonna have some people to showcase like right and everything gets shut down and then it's like well how do i keep these kids going what do we do and not only that but not for nothing like those were hard times like I didn't have any money coming in. Right. I'm not training them. You know, my wife, at the same time I, I left OA, my wife left her job at wow. Maine Med. So this was the income. And dude, you want to talk about <laughs> some adversity. <laughs> like that was hard. You yeah. know, like I laugh about it now, but man, I can remember sitting there like, man, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Like it, <laughs> I still get teared up over yeah. it because you're like, man, that was, a, that was such tough an emotional time. tough time, but it gets lifted. And believe it or not, like as hard as COVID was, it was one of the best things for my business because the kids couldn't do anything else. Right. So th- they weren't allowed to play sports. They weren't allowed to touch anything. And But you know what? They could come in and work out. Yeah. And, and you know, parents and athletes, like these Need kids want something to do. They want they want to move. And now all of a sudden, we, we had that outlet and we just grew exponentially yeah. from there. And so much so that, you know, we're... I was able to, you know, move out of Ben's place and, or not able to, I had to, um, just because the business was, was growing and, uh, we're able to kind of get in here. But so COVID was kind of a, was really tough to kind of get through. This place sat idle. This place sat idle. Did you have your eye on this? Like, was it in the back of your mind? Like, was that end game for you? Like, I got to get this space back. Well, when I knew it was idle, I was like, Wow. Yeah. How cool would that be to get back in there? And it's like this is so ideal for my business. I just know how to how to run it out of there. Yeah. So I'm. I was like, yeah. You know, we like put a feelers home. out, and, and yeah. we were able to get it done. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> right. Like, and then then I just knew like if I can get that, I I know I can begin to kind of grow this business and and really um, have a great pot have a great product. You know. So. How many employees do you have and how, how many clients do you have? What's the genetic makeup of, of what you've got going on here? 
So we've got, I've got three coaches um, that, that work for me. Um, and it's, so it's my wife and myself. So Jenny, by the way, but it's not just, even though it says Schofield Performance, Behind there's another whole- successful man. Right. A successful woman. Right. So, I mean, this business doesn't happen without Jenny. Right. It, like, hands down. Like, what yeah, is she I can doing? be the face. So, <laughs> Jenny is the, Everything. Yeah. Jenny's the CIO, the CFO, the, the you know, human resources, she's really in, almost the she's CEO. She's in the apparel business, yeah, clearly. In the apparel business, like, this place doesn't run for her. She's the behind the scenes, like, she's the straw that stirs the drink, right? <laughs> she keeps me in line, she keeps the staff in line. I how mean, do, how does that go? I mean, you guys were, she was working <laughs> corporate, you were working corporate. Now you're running a business together. How right. does that go? Well, the beauty, the good thing about it is, is see, Jenny makes up for my weaknesses. Like, Jenny is very, very strong in operations. Yep. Um, she's very highly organized. She's disciplined. She, <laughs> she gets things done, right? Yep. And that, for me, is like, I, I don't operate the same way, right? Yeah. Like, I operate, like, I'm, I'm just going to go with things. And she helps put processes in place and takes care of the things that, like, I don't want to do, you know? And But, hey, let's not discount it now. Like, hey, there's, there's some... Health, there's some healthy conflict that goes on <laughs> weekly, <laughs> you know, when it comes to business dealings in here yeah. and everything, right? So we're both passionate about what we do, but we're also married to each other. And, and that's the part that we're still trying to like make the balance of is like, hey, you know, we work together all day and normally we, you're able to kind of come home, you leave the office yeah, there. Hey, nice to see you. Yeah. yeah, and then you get home at six, seven at night and you're like get still talking business. Get those invoices out. Right. Yeah. So we're still, we still like kind of are, are working through that part of it, you know, um, but, you know, overall it's, I couldn't ask for like a, a better partner, you know, yeah. because it's somebody that you trust, you know, um, and it's, it, it's, it works really well, you know. So, Three coaches, and you and Jenny running it. Yep. No, this isn't like this. isn't Planet Fitness. No. You don't come down here and swipe your card and come in and do your thing and and spend a couple of hours and then, you know, get on the you know the tan in bed after. No. I mean, this is, no. this is you come here. This is private training and right. semi-private training. Okay. Right. I know this because I work out here. Yeah. And I can speak to it because I've this. I think we're in year two, of you trying to make something out of me. Yeah. Um. And we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> One of the things I mentioned, I'll mention with Stan, is that when I first called him and said, "Dude, I need your help. My back hurts. I gotta get." You guys have heard me talk about this. Uh, you know, I gotta get back on track. And um, he said, "Yep." And one of the first things you said, when we talked about it before we hit record, is that I won't work with you if you don't come in three times a week. Right. So, and I, and I, it occurred to me. I said, "Here's a guy that's protecting his brand, because you don't want me walking around 400 pounds." Saying I, I get out of stands once a week. Right. You know, <laughs> work out work out with him. Yeah. But the business model here is private training. Right. You know, it's not inexpensive, um, and you you don't make any bones about that. You you got a quality product. Uh, you're writing you re rewrite my program every four weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I know that I've got to I've got to burn through this. Not one rep gets done out here that doesn't get written down. Right. Right, right. Hands so down. when I go over to a different gym, you know, like walking to Planet Fitness, and everybody's just, just yucking it up. I'm like these guys, they they don't have a plan. They're not on track. God bless them. They're at the gym, right. but and that's all great. But this is different. Um, talked about that a little bit. You yeah. Know, and, so it's, I don't do anything here that I don't do myself and don't believe in. H hands down. Right. So it's like, 
you know, I don't work people out once, twice a week, right? Because we all know like working out once, twice a week doesn't get you anywhere. Minimum three days a week because my business is based upon results, hands down. And the only way I know about to get results is minimum number of days to train with us, three days a week, right? Some athletes do four. It all depends on kind of where they are, right? So my majority of my clientele, uh, I don't take anybody under the age of 13 um, because again, I'm not the low cost option, right? but I am the option of, of getting it done, right? So I wanna make sure at 13, emotionally they're mature enough to kind of handle this training. And also, hey, let's make sure we kind of capture the hormonal effect that's gonna right. begin going on here as well. Um, so that, that's a, a large part of it. So everything we do here is kind of individualized and personalized. And it all starts with an evaluation. You know, like our evaluation is an hour and a half long. It's not a quick, you know, couple of movements and then see you later. Like we have very specific interview techniques that we do with, with our athletes. I require every time that somebody comes, an athlete comes in that they bring their parent in because, you know, not for nothing, I know how teenage boys communicate. <laughs> you know, you ask your parents done with the eval, they come back, well, how'd it go? Good. <laughs> well, what'd you do? Nothing. You know, and it's like, no, that's not yeah. how it works, right? And, and they're writing the check. So yeah. they, they're looking for, for some, you know, they want to make sure that they're, it's a good investment, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, I can relate to my, my clients, my parents, because I'm one of them, right? right. Like, I, know, I know, like, what it's like to kind of spend money to, to have that training done. And it's, but it's only expensive if you don't get the results you're looking for. It must be pretty cool. Now, you're in Gorham. Yep. And the kids playing Gorham, but you work with kids from Scarborough. I saw a Scarborough kid in here this morning, Chevrolet, uh, wherever, Falmouth. I got kids come from Waterville. Yeah, but so your summer must be kind of cool when you walk around and see these athletic fields or you go to a game and somebody's on the other team and a kid yanks one over the fence that's been in here busting his ass all winter mm -hmm. and put on 20 pounds of muscle. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen that time and time again. Right, oh no, it's, it, it's great. I mean, it's the number one reason why you do it, right, is I go back to it's like, it's like, what's your impact, right. you know, on them? You know, like, what's your impact on them, not only just athletically, but also mentally? Like, what, what have you given them for confidence to be able right. to, go, to go make that team and, and go out and have that level of success? Like, I just had a girl that has been with us for four months. I actually, uh, dad, I've been here for a while. Like I was her father's athletic trainer when she played college hockey. Okay. <laughs> when he played college hockey at USM. Yeah. Um, and she was a girl, decent softball player, having success, but dad just knew like she needs strength. She needs a little bit more. Um, went to Florida last week, yanked a walk-off grand slam. Wow. Last week. First ever. Right? And she, she comes in the door and she's like, did you hear what happened? I'm like, well, I heard you guys won a game. She's like, won the game. She goes, I hit a walk-off grand slam. Like those stories, like yeah. it gives, dude, yeah. goosebumps right yeah. there. Like goosebumps. That's, that's what inspires awesome. me, that's... you know, to, to do that. And so it's, you go back to like, the funny part is, 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 you know, people ask me like, so what do you do for your business? What is your business? And the easy summary is like, man, <laughs> I got the coolest job in the world. Like, right. I sell self-esteem for kids, hands down. You know, if you want to summarize it that yeah, way. Yeah, right? that's pretty cool. It's, it's, I'd argue that you sell it for adults too. Yeah. You know, so. because I, I come down here and, and you and I talked about it this morning is, you know, this isn't a hop, skip and a jump for me. No. Uh, down here. <laughs> and and um, 
I'm driving down here going, I can't keep driving down here. This takes a long time to get down here, but it's an appointment and it's accountability. And it's, I know Jason's waiting for me to get here at 6 a.m. because we're going to crush some weights and then I'm going to go get on with my day. Right. You know, um, so, and, you know, as a 52 year old guy, everybody wants to look their best. You know, we were just talking about that in your right. office before we, we jumped on here about, you know, where do you want to be? What, what are we trying to accomplish here? You said to me, I don't want you just coming down here to work out. Yeah. So you're, you're really checking in with people. You're giving them a direction. You're, you're circling back and making sure how everybody's doing. And I noticed that with, with you the other day, and I noticed it with, with Mike Foley as well, where you guys are out in your gym. And, yes. you're, and you're paying attention to your clients. I like that. Uh, Mike said something to me the other day where, and I repeated this to you, is, you know, how do you set yourself apart from, you know, you see the life, life cycle of a gym is to start here, a lot of clients, and then just kind of over time, it just goes away. Mike, and Mike's comment was that we're building a community. Yeah. You know, and he said the people that come here, are, they come. It's not like everybody just signs up a bunch at, at New Year's Day and, and, and comes until mid-February and that's the end of it. This could be the busiest time of year. Everybody's looking to get outside. They want to look their best. They're looking to cover some sins over the winter, you know. Right, right. Uh, but getting back to that, you're here. You're, you're, your role here now is you're, you're not training everybody that comes through the door. You're running the business, but you're still identifying. You can still, you know, go out and talk to everybody that's on the turf. Right. So, I mean, anybody, anybody new that comes into my business, I'm the first face you see, right? Yeah. I'm the one doing the evaluation. I want it, Number one, I want to make sure you're the right fit for our program because we don't take it, everybody. Right. And I don't say that from an elitist standpoint, but it's like, listen, if you're just here to drop your kid off to get him a workout, like that's not what we're about. Yeah. We're, we've built a culture here of athletes that want to get to the next level, right? Like that's my branding. Everything you need to get to the next level. And part of that is building a culture around that where you've got like-minded athletes and individuals that are looking to accomplish goals. And so that's that's what we're really trying trying to build around here so it's you know and kind of going back to like with Mike Foley it's like you know I go back to one of the reasons why he has success and and you know I've had some success is an easy way to look at it's like are you in it like are you in like fitness or are you into it right like do you do you yeah. live breathe like Love it. Like I can go and read, I'll re I listen to at least four podcasts a week. I, I read a book. I probably watch four or five YouTube videos, um, read articles constantly on fitness, nutrition, sports performance. I just can't help it. I, I'm so into it. Plus I, and I experiment on myself and work out. Mike Foley, same exact way, you know? <laughs> Another commonality between you guys. Have you ever listened to Ben Newman, the coach? Um, he's a mental uh, strength coach. He's, he's great. One yeah. of the things he says is that it came to mind when you were talking about it is don't be seduced by your success. Right. Right. So, and Mike said that. He goes, you know, gym owners become successful. They take their eye off the ball. Four years later, they're out. Um, one of the other things you just said that resonated with me was uh, everything you need to get to the next level. What else? Uh, you know, what do you, are you paying attention to what these kids eat? I hear you say, hey, hey, Jimmy, you know, you've got it right on the board. You're, these kids, <laughs> I'm in here trying to lose weight. These guys are trying to gain weight. Yeah. But anyway, the, so, hey, Jimmy, you, you know, you, you weigh in, you're right there. You, you're down a pound. You're supposed to be up two. What's going on? So you're getting into what they're eating. Right. So it's like, so we're comprehensive. 
program. So we do everything from strength, speed, agility, mobility, flexibility, and the big thing with these guys and gals is nutrition, right? Like they all come in the same way. And, it, and a lot of them are under, underweight. You know, yeah. one of the big things I tell kids is like, if you're trying to get recruited for college, not for nothing, 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", 150 pounds is a dime a dozen in the state of Maine, right? right? And if you're really looking to kind of stand out, like who stands out? It's these bigger, stronger athletes. Right. So we quickly figure out, like, do calculation, you know, optimize height to weight ratio based upon your position and, and what you do for sport. And then we set, like, here's what our weight goal is going to be, right? And then we hold you accountable to getting to that weight. And so, but we're going to help you along the way, right? We're going to tell you how many calories you have to eat. We're going to tell, give you strategies on how to, how to build your meals, how to get them in during the day. You know, and, and keep you motivated along the way. But the biggest things that people need, whether it's you or the 14-year-old kid, it's like you need somebody to hold you accountable for your actions, right? You tell me your goal is to play Division three baseball, you know, and you want to weigh 175 pounds and you're at 140, like you can best believe like your goals become our goals. Right. And That's we're going to cool. hold you to that. And I hold you to that every single time you come in. You know, and it's, and we don't do it from a drill sergeant standpoint. We're going to do it from a, a love and inspiration kind of standpoint to get you to where you want to be because we want more success stories like we just heard about that walk-off Grand Slam. Right. Or the walk-on of, of that team right there. Or, hey, I just overcame this injury right here, you know, and went from going to need surgery, may not come back, to, wow, now I'm, I'm throwing mid-80s again. Like, that's the stuff that that we're looking for to, to get out of in our system. And, and um, that's just how we've, you know, kind of what drives us. Yeah, no, cool stuff. So um, no question you've had some success. What, uh, you know, what do you see flash forward five years, 10 years? What do you see for this business? Are you, are you out in a tree stand with your bow? Or are you, is this thing running itself? Uh, you have six <laughs> coaches instead of three, uh, you know, what do you, what do you, what are, where do you want to go? You know, the goal really is, is, you know, Jenny and I have talked and I think that's still a work in progress. You know, we're still so, so new into this business and I think we want to see where it takes us. My number one goal is just do things really, really well right here, right? Rest takes care of itself. Right? Yeah. And, and just kind of see what kind of opportunities do it itself. You know, ultimately my goal is, is provide a great business, have an impact you know, on, <laughs> on the kids and in my community, but at the same time, like, yeah, do I want to take a month off in November every year? To be yeah, able you to pretty go much do hunt? anyway, don't you? you? Know? <laughs> I, I'm able to work it out, but like, that's, yeah. you know, that's what I want to do. I that's want your passion. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love Like being in the woods? Doing. You know, yeah. being in the woods, being outdoors. That's why I live in this state, like the way, you know, and have, have for years, like, and I don't want to leave. Um, so it's, yeah, that's, that's what I, I really enjoy doing. And I just kind of make it a part of this, you know. What would you say to a kid or some parents where they've, they've got a kid that I think they've got some pretty good capability, but he, he might be struggling with how to put it all together? Uh, you know, should they reach out to you and come down for an eval or, uh, you know, do they get you on the phone first? And how does that go? So, you know, you, you ask if, if they should reach out to me and get in touch with me. It's like, like I always say, only if you want to get better. <laughs> you right? said that to me a lot. Don't don't lift that, Bob. Only if you want to get stronger. Yeah. Only if you want to get stronger. But yeah. So, <laughs> you know, reach out to me. And 
I tell people all the time, like, have a conversation with me. When you call me up on the phone asking about training for your son or daughter and seeing if, you know, see if the right fit, I'm going to have a conversation with you, you know, to see what are you looking for. And, and really, like, are we going to be able to provide you with what you want? But I also want to learn about your son, your daughter, where they're at, what teams they play on, you know, what do they do, what have they had for injuries, and then kind of compile, like, yeah, here's, here's how I think our system and our program can help you out. And what do you think? And then the first step is bringing them in for that evaluation, right? And even at the end of that, there's no, um, <clears throat> you know, you, you don't have to feel compelled like you're going to buy anything from me, right? right? It's, it, it's only you've come to that conclusion like, yeah, we can really help you out. But what I go back to is like, hey, it, you've got to figure out where, you know, you, clearly when, people, when parents come and call me about their son or daughter, there's a problem going on, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There's a problem going on. Either they're not getting looked at or they've got injuries or something else, right? And my business was, der- was derived from being able to, to provide a solution to, to that right. problem. And everything that we do, when I say we're comprehensive, we, that's, that's what we're about. We're, we're about providing, hey, everything you need. Do you have people flush out? Uh, or is your like what's your success rate with people? Are you nine out of ten kids that come in here are getting stronger, making the team, going to the next level? I mean, it's very results driven business. But do you have some some guys, girls that are just like, hey, you know what, this isn't for me? Very few. You know, of course, I, no one has a hundred percent success, right? Like I've had, a, I've never had anybody kind of walk out of here and be like, this is not what this is not what I paid for. You know, kids typically if they don't return. The most common one, <laughs> they've gone off to college. Right. Right. And those, and those guys come back. And those guys come back. Yeah. Right. I've seen them in here and they're, they're here for a few weeks and, and yeah. uh, doing their thing and then they're back to school. But if, or the other one, big one too, it, it, it comes back to what we talked about at the beginning is like you're competing for time. Right. You know, like they just realize, like, man, I don't, I don't have a ton of time between school and sports and now I'm adding this to my plate. Like, that can get very, very busy and overwhelming, and you have to kind of pr- figure out like what's a priority. You know, so I bet you I can count, you know, of the athletes that's come through our door, it's less than on two hands the number of athletes that haven't returned. Yeah, right. It's very, very few. Well, Maybe one hand. It's very uh, structured because I know that you know I budget an hour, but if I get it done in forty-eight minutes. I'm out the door. There right. isn't anything else. I've, my work is done. That's the, the volume for today. Yep. I'm out. I go grab a shower. I'm done starting my work day. So if I'm a little slower that day, it takes an hour. Big deal. It's right. not the end of the world. But I'm not lingering at the gym for a couple of hours. Like, I went to the gym. I, whew, I was two hours at the gym today. Well, right. you, what did you do? You know, <laughs> I talked to a bunch of people and strutted around and, you know, yeah, and it, didn't you do know, anything. The other thing I'll say to that, like, I think the other reason why we've had such low turnover too is I do a good job of filtering those people out in the eval. Because I'll tell you up front, like, whether or not you're the right fit for our business, mm-hmm. right? Some, some kids just aren't ready. Some kids are just too busy. Yeah. And I just try to say, like, hey, listen, now's not necessarily the right time um, for, for you to come, come do this. So if you're getting a program, like, you're there because it's, it's going to suit you. Well, in your, your position, I, I don't know, I'll stop short of calling it a niche market, but you're positioned well with, you're, you, come, you make no apologies for not being the low-cost alternative. Right. What I'll say to that is that I think 
and I've seen this in my business where the more people pay, the closer they listen. Well, the more committed they are, right? Right. Like, I'm right. down here saying, well, this isn't cheap. I, you know, I got to do my thing here. You know, I, I need to get the ROI, you know, uh, so I'm not, I'm not mailing it in. Because it's important to me. It cost me some money. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Sometimes I've wondered with the kids, though, I guess, and that goes back to the connection with the parent. Like, if a parent is spending a certain amount of money to spend Johnny, little Johnny, send Johnny here, you know, does he have the appreciation for what it takes to, you know, put him through six months of training here? Uh, they do because I, I tell them that during the evaluation. Yeah. Because part of what our motivational interviewing is, is, you know, in the setting goals part is I ask them, like, okay, in your life right now, here's what you've got going on. You know, you've got, you got your social life, you've got social media, you've got school, you've got sports, you've got family. You've got a number, number of things, Paul, like this goal right here on a scale of 1 to 10, like how important is it to you? And if That's it's great. less than a 7, like... You're probably not the right fit. But then I say, if they say it's an eight or nine, I'm like, okay, you said it's an eight or nine. Now understand, like, we're not the low cost option. This is not cheap for your parents. They're making a huge commitment to, to this, this oh, program. Good. You lay it right on them. So you, when yeah. you say eight or 10, you're making a huge commitment too. And, and I'm having you say this in front of your parents so that they hear it too. And they get it. Yeah. But if also at that point, I've also outlined like, I make them say, here's the other big thing is like, you know, a lot of places they don't have the kids come out and say like, why are you here? Right? Like, what do you want to do with it? You've got to, if you don't have goals, I say this all the time. If you don't have goals, you're an archer without a target. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you've got to understand why you're here. Like you're not here just to go work out and run faster and, and eat better. Like mm. I'm here because I want to get stronger, faster, have more exit ve velocity, kick the ball harder because I want to go play in a Division One program. And once you know that, like <laughs> you know, then you become driven, right? And what's what's David Goggins say? Like you know, if you're driven, everything in front of you gets destroyed, right? right? And it's yeah. like that's that goes somewhere. And I think that's one of the main reasons why we you know kids kind of stay with us is because. Hey, they've got a they've got a goal and they've got an understanding, and um, and then the, the parents see the value in the program. Speaking of that, is is there a life cycle of a, a kid in this program? Or do you? I mean, you have some kids that have been with you since they were thirteen and they're senior in high school, and you, know, you got just, it. Yeah, you know, staying right with you. I've had kids, you know, and when I first started this business, before I even was doing the strength and conditioning side, I was doing just the pitching side. Yeah, and I've got guys. I've got one, two, three, four, five. I have six guys right now that started that with me and then came over here on the strength and conditioning side and have been with me from when I was at Train Maine to, to here, you know, yeah. and and they're still coming. But, yeah, they started. And you get people, age. too, like there's, there's a guy that comes uh, in the morning with me, and he's a he's my age, but he's playing men's league baseball. Right. And he's just trying to stay in the game. Yeah. And he's working, and he's doing his strength, and he's like, yeah, we're just starting to practice now. And he's extended his – athletic career right which is kind of cool yeah you think about it you know that he's recognized the need to make sure that he he can you know have functional movement and you know uh perform at a high level yeah even at you know 50 plus you know yeah and it's with the adult population which is you know that try to help it's I go back to like when it comes to fitness and it's my own belief like one of the main reasons i still work out and i'm a a passion about bow hunting and, and hunting because it makes the things that you like to do 
that much better. Right. Right. Like there's nothing worse because I've done it. There's nothing worse than trying to climb a tree when you're 30 pounds overweight. Drag right? a deer out. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. but it's way easier when you're limber and, and you can move and you've got the strength to get up there and, or you're going to drag this deer uphill and through safer. a swamp. Safer. Yeah. You know? And it's same with our clients. It's like the things that you like to do, it becomes that much better. And, and those people tell you like, hell, I had a great season or I had more fun. I was able to move. I definitely noticed a difference because of this or, or that. It's yeah. like that's that's what it kind of comes down to. Cool. Well, a couple more questions as we wrap up. I, right. I always ask people this. What's your favorite part about coming to work and what you do? <laughs> um, favorite part of coming to work is, is actually uh, interacting with the kids. Yeah. You know, even I, if I could, I would sit on that floor from 2 in the afternoon to 8 p.m. and train kids nonstop. Yeah. I could do that all day, every day, but that's not my responsibility as a business owner to be able to do that. I need to share that time to develop my, my staff and allow them to do that so I can work on the other elements of my business. But hands down, like, I can't help it. Like, I watch right. kids come through here, and I want to go talk to them and ask them how their day was and, and then help move them through their workout. Hand, hands down, best part of my day. That's, I mean, what you touched on there is, is kind of a hard thing if you take a, you know, a carpenter and make him a business owner. You're, you're the technician here, really. Yeah. And now because you've created this culture and atmosphere and environment and business, now you're, you're out here working on the business. So you have to be creative about ways, finding ways to, to step back in and stay in touch and, and be able to see the people and, you know, and stay connected. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, you have to. And it's... Um, for me, I'm lucky. It just kind of comes naturally because I do. I want to yeah. do that. I want to talk to them. I want to talk to the parents when they come in. Right. You know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard for me to, um, to like. All right, I, I just need to go sit in that office, ignore everything that's going <laughs> out there, and I got to get this focus. done because I want. Yeah, the focus. <laughs> what's you know? a, what's a typical day for you? Uh, a typical day for me, um, I get up at <laughs> I get up at 4 a.m. Um, have a cup of coffee, pat dog, and then uh, I actually do some work. It's the quietest time of my day yep. where I don't have any inter interruptions. So that's the time for me to work on whatever I need to work on. Uh, for me right now, it's working on my business, on, on um, trying to put together protocols, operations stuff. I do that to about 6 a.m. Then I do my social media, get up, and you know, then I interact, interact with my family till I have to leave for work, uh, arrive to work, at some point, I'm going to get a workout in, and then I start taking care of the day-to-day -day stuff that just comes with running a business. Um, you know, staff meetings, interacting with my staff, checking with them, um, taking care of whatever fires have to get taken care of, and then round two, you know, that's when it really starts picking up around here. Athletes come in. Um, I'll spend some time, depending on the time of year, right? Because there's yeah. a big seasonality that that comes with training right. sports performance. Um, I will interact with the athletes um, in a number of different areas, be on the floor, and I do that till six or seven at night, um, sometimes later, sometimes earlier. This time of year, it might be a little bit earlier just because yeah. I'm going to go watch my kids play sports. Damn right. And, um, and then go home. Do it all over again. Do it all over again. Yeah. Right? Bow season, that, that, the 4 a.m. changes over to getting a tree stand, but, you know, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Well, I, I've jokingly asked other people this question too. Like, what would you, you've got, you know, like 12 people watching this. <laughs> awesome. So, right. What would you say to, to somebody watching this podcast that, that's either 
you know, looking to either start down that road of, of either strength and performance or just, a, you know, a guy like me that's, you know, 50, 52 years old, it's like, I got to start getting after it. I'm not going to the gym and I need some accountability. What would you say to, to somebody that might be on the, on the bubble and thinking about, you know, getting after it? Uh, on the bubble, thinking about getting after it, number one thing to do is like figure out your why. Why do you want to do that? Are you kind of disgusted with yourself because you're overweight? Are you just want to, are you start tired of being in pain? Or, hey, I'm just looking for a change. Like figure out your why, like what's behind it? Because I can't really help you unless you understand your why. And if, but I can also help pull that out of you. And then, hey, give me a ring. Like let's, let's chat, you know, and, and let's see where we can take it from there. Um, have you come in for an evaluation? But I think that's the number one thing is before you come in here, go to any gym for that reason. If you want to like make a change and, and have success, um, whether it's here or at Mike's or, you know, at Bowman's place or a number of different fitness facilities around here, like understand your why, like that's behind it. Because once you know your why, like the how becomes way easier to, to do, you know? Yeah. You've got the target that you're shooting the bow at, right? Right. Exactly. Well, thanks for spending some time today. This is, this has been fun. It's always, <laughs> it's, it's always a good time, right? Always a good time talking to you, Stan, but on the serious side, thank you for the help that you've given me to yep. get, you know, and, I, and I've come to you before an Ironman saying, hey, listen, I want to be this weight or I want to get strong. You've helped me through that. You've helped me through a lot of nutrition stuff. We talk business and life. And, right. Uh, I consider you one of my closest friends. And uh, you're on the short list of people I could call if the world went to hell. Uh, maybe I'd be coming to your house because I know you have plenty of artillery. Right. Um, but, but thanks. And I appreciate it. So 95% of all podcasts die before seven episodes. Right. This is number eight. So going I couldn't, strong. couldn't think of a better person to, to do it with. Thank right. you. Right. Thank you. Uh, I hope great. you guys got something out of this. Stan's a cool cat. Uh, if you're thinking about getting into the fitness uh, arena in some level, uh, you want to start working on yourself, or you, if you have a, a kid that, that you need to get strong, get moving, whatever, come down, check it out. Schofield Sports Performance Center. Is it 15 Lund Road? 15 Lund Road, Saco, Maine. Website is uh, schofieldperformance.com. If you want to see what it's like on a daily basis here, like go to our Instagram, uh, schofield underscore sports, uh, and check out like our, our story. Like I post something every day. And every it gives day. You a, an idea of like, hey, what, what it's like to go down here. And if you look closely, every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while I make the feed. They yes. just, I think more they just do it just to be nice. But anyway, <laughs> thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Thanks.